0: You can show up for someone else, but can you show up for yourself? That's the issue is that people will overextend themselves for somebody else's goal, but they won't overextend themselves for their own goals. There's a couple, it depends on the person, but I think it's fear of failure. Like, what if I don't, like, what if I put all this effort out for something that I really care about and it doesn't work?
1: Hey, what's going on? This is your host, Tolu Oyemi, doing the most. Let's get to it. Don't forget to follow me on Instagram at TOLU.OW y-e-m-i now back to the episode hey what's going on my masterminders welcome to another episode of mastermind your life man we got descent gems in the house money mindset wellness i'm talking about entrepreneur he's still in the game right now and i'm super excited to have you on welcome to the show just
0: thank you i'm, I'm excited it's going to be a good conversation so i appreciate you for having me
1: no, to be honest, I appreciate you for taking the time out of your day to to talk about a discussion that is needed. Um, money, money management, debt, how to get out of debt, like good debt, debt, bad debt. Just talking about like financial planning, like life.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a conversation that mm, people don't want to maybe dive into, or it brings up a lot of like, guilt and embarrassment or shame. But in order for us to be able to um, break generational curses, start building generational wealth, we have to, we have to address it. But I try to have, I try to have a good time when I have this conversation so people can enjoy it a little bit more.
1: Yeah. And I think you're right. The, the guilt and the shame, like us millennials, millennials don't want to feel no kind man. They ain't cool, man. Like, I want vibe now, bro. I want to vibe. Yeah.
0: Positive vibes only, right? Yeah, it's like, that's positive good. Vibe. But we have to address, you know, we have to address some things so that we can continue to have more positive vibes, you know?
1: Uh, 100% right. Okay, so the way I first uh, found you was through Instagram, but what's actually the crazy part? I had seen you on the Dave Ramsey, like, on a billboard or something like that in his, like, studio. And I think it was a husband and a daughter. And then I saw you on Anthony O'Neill too as well. So you kinda of trending. You might not even know that, but you're making waves out here in the digital verse. Um and of course your Instagram where you're just staying consistent. You're empowering people, you're teaching them the financial game. But at this point, you know, I think what people want to kind of find out is, you know, tell us about that upbringing and like, your know, story and, you know, some of the things that you went through. You know, who is yourself?
0: Yeah. So I was born in Uganda and then my family moved to the States. So uh, I'm a first generation, third culture kid. Um, So anyone who is will understand kind of the experience, right, of, of kind of being implanted into a new place and and um, sometimes not really feeling like you fit in kind of having this push and pull of different cultures you know all within you and so growing up i i say i grew up in a ugandan home in america so um so it really was you know different in that way so i had things instilled in me such as, you know, my work ethic and, and embracing challenges. And I grew up with my dad and my uncle. My mom passed away when I was about five. So, you know, um, it was mostly me and them. And so they kind of instilled these values around education and, um, and taking on challenges. And I'm African. So anyone who's African also knows, okay, that, um, like there's high expectations, um, that are, that are placed on, on you in your life. Um, for you to do well and have stability and, um, and Excel. And so I, I tell people like, it wasn't just like all of a sudden I hopped up and I was able to start this financial journey and just Excel without previous, without previous, um, you know what I mean? Or, or exercise. I grew up taking challenges on, um, and I'd had transformations in other areas of my life before I got to my personal finances. So it really kind of set the groundwork. Um, so I grew up in Las Vegas and I, things the way that everyone suggests, like society says, Oh, go to school, you know, and, and get a job and get a degree and, and it'll lead to you know whatever the the white picket fence and the two and a half dogs or whatever it is you know what i mean but um unfortunately and unfortunately for me and unfortunately for so many people that's not exactly how it goes like there's people who are following society's formula for success and it's not working out and they feel unfulfilled and so i knew going into debt was never a good idea um but I didn't have another plan in place to avoid you know uh making letting that happen and so i I fell prey to society's kind of expectations around well you have to go to school to be successful in order to go to school you're going to have to take out debt and you should expect to have this debt for your entire life and so that's kind of the script that society gives you know people and um i fell prey to that the majority of my debt i received in grad school so i went to graduate school. To become a licensed marriage and family therapist and um, I was in graduate school I actually ended up getting divorced um, which was really tough and I also lost my dad a few months later so he passed away um, in June of 2014 and then it was during that time um, until 2016 that I was kind of not paying much attention to what my money was doing. I wasn't managing it. I wasn't telling it what to do, where to go. Mm. And Money is an inanimate object. So it's going to do whatever it's handler does or does not do. Um, and we don't like to be micromanaged as people, but our money likes to be micromanaged. So I wasn't managing it. And I call it my grief storm. When I came out of my grief storm, I looked around and I'm like, Oh, this is, this is not good. (laughs) I mean, that's, um, well, there's there's a situation here we need to we need to figure out what we're going to do and i read the book uh the smart money woman and it's by wow. a nigerian woman and it's you know it's a charismatic story especially for me as an as an african girl to to read and she had you calculate your net worth at, at the end of one of the chapters so typically people's money is in all of these separate places. So your credit cards are here. You got your car payment here. Your student loans are over here, you know, like all of your money is in all of these different places. So you never see it all together to really understand your snapshot of your financial, um, your financial portfolio. And so I, you know, did that and I was like, oh, I'm negative $70,000. Wow, that's crazy. You know, it's like, yeah. well, maybe you guys should do something about this. So. I always knew it was bad to go into debt. I didn't ever want debt. So it was like, okay, I can keep going down this path where I know where that leads to more dissatisfaction, more debt, more discomfort, or I can, you know, take on the challenge of getting out of debt and see where that leads. You know what I mean? Um, and the idea of the other side of, of that being debt-free felt good. So I followed that feeling and I was like, "Well, when would it be nice to get out of debt?" And I was like, "It would be nice to get out of debt by the time I'm like thirty, because I was twenty six, going on twenty seven at the time, so it was about three years." And I was like, "Ah, let's see if we can be debt free, you know, by thirty in three years." And and last year in May, I finished I finished that goal and and became debt free. So um, yeah, it's been a pretty surprise.
1: I, I got to get one of those machines where you push a button and then like it's just just hear the crowd like ah oh, like the. Audience applaud. I am going to get now. Please continue.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, it's been wild because it's essentially. You never know what it is you're setting yourself up for and I say now, you know, foresight leads to financial success. Foresight leads to success in general. If you can look to the future and say, you know, where is it that I want to be and what do I need to do now to help me move one step closer to that place, then you're much better off. And so, a decision that I made in 2017, you know, set me up to not just be okay during the pandemic, but to thrive during the pandemic. I hired my first employee. I made more than I've ever made. My, you know, I got married. My my now husband paid off all his debt before we got married um, because I asked him to. Um, and 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 you know, you never know how the choices that you make on a daily basis can really set you up for um, long term success. And I think that people discredit and kind of throw away what they can do in a day, um, and get and get kind of uh, lost in trying to think about the space or the gap between where they are and where they wanna be. So people have big dreams, but they're like, oh, I'm never gonna get there. So then they just fool around mm-hmm. every day. And because they keep fooling around, you're gonna get to a year from now, three years from now, five years from now, no matter what. But are you gonna get to a place you wanna be in? Or are you gonna get to a place that you just was, you know, the product of you fooling around on a daily basis? So um, it did take a great deal of of discipline and focus and, um, energy, but it was well worth it. It was challenging. There was, it was not perfect. It was hard. Um, but you know, I feel like it was worth it. And I, I thought I started the journey for myself cause I'm borderline bougie and I kind like of like this kind of thing. So I wanted to be able to do what I wanted to do. Um, but then I sa- I shared my journey online and things like that. And, and people, you know, started, seeing possibility in their life because they saw what I was doing in mine and that has turned into now like my online business where I coach you know young people like me to be able to get on a clear plan to hit their goals holding them accountable with coaching and my, my online community and starting and growing and scaling their businesses because that's a part of what I did to help me to pay off my debt too
1: Wow this is incredible so you <laughs> only transform you paying off your debt, but you took that a step further and then made it into a business to impact mm-hmm. others to help them pay off their debts. And that's what being a human being is about. You know, that's one mm-hmm. of the greatest gifts that God has given us, you know, the ability to transform whatever situation we're in into a positive. Uh, the question I wanted to ask you was that when all of that debt was erased, what was that feeling like? Like to yourself like what were the kind of moods or experiences or feelings or emotions that we're going through
0: i mean honestly it makes me like smile ear, ear to ear it like hurts my face um because every single day now i wake up and i'm like i'm debt free like what that's crazy you know so um th- the feeling at first was surreal you know i was like checking my account like so, you know, make sure there's no hidden fees or like anything else going <laughs> to come up. Like, you know, you know what I mean? I was a little bit on edge, but, uh, and I was like, whoa, like, whoa, it's done, you know? Because I spent the majority of my time and energy working toward that goal. And it, it <laughs> <laughs> but it's, I would not trade it. I would not, um, I would not make any different choice, even though it was yeah. challenging. Um, I, I think that I would love for everyone else to have that experience too. You know what I mean? I'm like, everyone should have this feeling. Everyone should feel um, empowered and free. And it's like, now what? Like, if I did that, like, what else is possible? Um, wow. And really position yourself to design your life and and be in control in a lot of different ways that. So many people feel like they're out of control so many people feel like their boss is controlling their life or their job is controlling their life or their their money or the lack thereof is controlling their life and so it's like i'm in control like i can if i want to leave the country and not come back then i have whatever if i want to leave the country and come back in a few years there's nothing for me to worry about so um it was a really freeing yeah liberating uh, exciting I don't know, surreal experience, and I still have it every single time I get. I remember, I'm like, that's amazing. <laughs> so that's how it feels.
1: Yeah, we're going to need you to write a book. Like this, this, out of this, like I see, like a book, like that would be so amazing to empower other people that way. But one thing I wanted to ask was that, what did it teach you? Because you had to be. Extraordinarily disciplined. You know, there's always that urge. You know, people are selling something. Fashion Nova got something on sale. You know what I'm saying? There's, there's new furniture. Like everywhere we go, not ads. You can be on your phone. You know, and people and mm-hmm. ads on the Instagram. You know, so like, how did you like first? How did you remain so disciplined? And then second, what did that journey teach you about yourself and kind of like? the application of your mind to like matters around you because you had to have learned a couple of different things and developed some tools in that process.
0: Yeah. So I, again, I've had practice, so I will say I've I've been able to practice discipline in other areas of my life before I got to this journey specifically, but everyone has had practice. If you show up to work on time, you know how to practice discipline and consistency. If you if you haven't been fired and then you haven't been written up, right? You know how to you know how to show up and you can show up for someone else, but can you show up for yourself? That's the issue, is that people will overextend themselves for somebody else's goal, but they won't overextend themselves for their own goals. And that's where um, you know, the the issue lies. And that's one of the things that Why I don't think that is. Why do you think that is? There's a couple, it depends on the person, but I think it's fear of failure. Like, what if I don't, like, what if I put all this effort out for something that I really care about and it doesn't work? And then I've proved, you know, so and so right. Like, so people will, some people will have in their life those people that say, oh, you can't do that or, you know, that's not going to work or whatever. So people have these really big dreams and these really big goals. It's your purpose. You were born into the world with a purpose planted into you and you can see it but because it seems like it's so far away you say oh my gosh like i'm never going to get there how am i going to get there and because we don't know how as far as like every single step and turn and and idea and an opportunity that has to occur for that thing to be real we get discouraged so it so we create this self-fulfilling prophecy where it's easier for me to not invest in what I really care about, because I, if I self-sabotage and it doesn't happen, then at least it was on my terms, as opposed to me being let down or disappointed by giving all this effort and energy and failing, or um, what if I succeed and then what does that look like? Or how am I gonna maintain the success you know, if I hit it? So I think for each person, it's a little bit different um, because It's typically comes down to fear. It's a fear of something that gets in the way of you following through for yourself um, and, And it has to, it's a mindset thing. That's why I'm a mindset coach. (laughs) So it's these limiting beliefs, either that we learned from parents, family members, teachers, school, society, the environment, or it's limiting beliefs that we've created and made up ourselves um, that get in our way. But once we start to be able to recognize that they're there and we say, is this belief is there, this concern is there, but what would happen if I got past it? What would happen if I tried? What would happen if it all worked out? Um, that that's where the magic lies. So that's how my brain works is that when I say I want to pay off you know five figures, almost six figures worth of debt um, most people would be like, yeah, that's not possible and just stop right there. My brain is like, hmm. What would it look like if you did that? How would you do that? And you start, you activate your reticular activating system. Anyone has access to being able to do that. It's entertaining possibility. So while most people's brains jump to how something can't work, my brain is like, what if everything works perfectly? Like what if the most amazing things fall into place for you to be able to do this? Um, What would that look like? And then it starts to map out all of the options and routes and ways that something could be possible. And so that's the shift that has to occur and the discipline comes into play by taking things step by step. So you look to the future to say, this is what I wanna see happen. And then you reverse engineer it. So what I said was, huh, I'm in $70,000 worth of debt. When do I want to be debt-free by? It would feel good to be debt-free by the time I'm 30. That's three years. Okay, so $70,000 divided by three, divided by 12 months was about $2,000 or so a month of payoff in debt. So that gave me what my goal was. Well, some people would be like, well, I don't make enough money to pay $2,000. And then they would stop there. I'm like, Hmm, okay. I'm not making that much money right now. So in seven, in 2016, I only made $17,800 in the whole year of 2016 with a master's degree. I was broke, but I was aimless. I didn't have a, I didn't have a goal for my career. I didn't have goals for my money. So That's where you're going to just, anything is going to show up or whatever the case may be. You're not going to reach your potential because you're not aiming high enough. So when I said, I want to be debt-free, that's when everything in my life transformed. So I said, I have to pay off $2,000 a month. I don't make $2,000 extra above my living costs to be able to pay that. That was like, okay, well, first I need to manage my money somehow because I need to know what's coming in and what's going out. Second, I need to make more money so that I'm able to hit this goal. So I spent the majority of 2017 looking for the perfect position that was going to help me increase my income so that I could pay my debt down. So that's where the discipline lied is that you go to the future, you think, what is my big goal? You reverse engineer it and come up with all of the little markers and milestones between you and the goal. And then it's, what do I need to do on a daily basis that helps me to make progress toward my goal? Well, I needed to be working, okay? I needed to be um, managing my money. It was very simple. So I started budgeting four years ago. I started selling things around my house to save my initial emergency fund at that time was $1,000. Um, and I would suggest at least a month's worth of expenses, but most people don't even know what their expenses are in a month. How much does it cost for you to live in a month right now? If I asked you, could you give me the number? Exactly. Most people can't even do that. You know what I mean? And say, oh, it costs me $3,300 to live in a month. So most people don't even have the money, the, manu- the money management in place anyway. So it's usually money management or income, like not making enough. I had both issues. I was not managing and I was not making enough, but I said, okay, well, what can I work on today? What can I work on right now? I can work on managing. I can work on getting rid of the things in my household that I don't necessarily need. And I can, look for applications positions whatever the case may be and so every day it was what are the major things that i can do today that help me to make progress and all of those days add up if you do one thing a day by the end of a year you've done 365 things but people Uh underestimate what they can get done underestimate what they can get done in a long amount of time. Three years is short, but it's kind of long, right? And they overestimate what they can do in a day. So people will give themselves 10 things that they want to get done in a day. Then they'll be discouraged because maybe they didn't even get to any of those powerful, you know, um, things on the list that would actually help them make progress. They're doing all the busy work and they're like, oh, so every day they end up feeling discouraged and defeated at the end of the day, when it's like, you need to simplify the day and you need to amplify the week the month the quarter the year so the discipline is focusing on right where i'm at right now this one step i need to take and doing that over and 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 over and, over and, <laughs> and allowing it to... yo
1: coach j did not come to play man she came with a big bag of gems she came with a big bag of man this, this is awesome Uh now when it comes to the management and the planning right because you just said it you said you had to reverse engineer you had to look at okay this is how much i got to pay off divide this by three that's 12 months in a year okay so what tools were you using to were you using the excel sheet were you using the app you need a budget uh you know what were you kind of using to get yourself into this kind of like disciplined, regimented, and I think most importantly, like you are able to keep track of the numbers, but what were you using in your uh, your tool set to do that?
0: Yeah, so again, I was not managing my money prior to four years ago. Um, And I had tried Mint. It didn't really work out for me. I had an ex who tried to teach me how to budget with an Excel sheet. I was like, what is this? I was confused. So the only budget or management system that works is the one that works for you. People will try something Mm. won't work for a week or whatever, and then they'll give up, right? So people, y'all got some commitment issues. You need to work on your commitment issues because something doesn't work after a week and you give up how are you going to get married if you give up on things if, that, that don't work in a week? You know, how are you going to, how are you going to build a career that you love if you give up on things that don't work in a week? So, you know, you have to commit yourself to a period of time of experimentation and um, consistent action to see if something actually will work for you. So um, I kept trying different things to figure out, okay, what is it going to be that works for me? For me at the time, because sometimes it changes over time. At the time, four years ago, I started using the everyday app, Dave Ramsey's every dollar app because it was on my phone, which meant it was easily accessible. So if I go to the grocery store, I literally would stand there and be that person for two seconds after my, after my transaction to put the thing in my phone before I leave the store. Wow. Where I walk out of the store while I'm there, putting my card in. I get my card out. What's the total? Okay, let me pull my phone out. Put it in my phone right then, right? So having it on my phone and doing it as I went made it so much easier. And then I also had my debt payoff Excel sheet. So I just actually posted that recently on my on my Instagram page where every month I would put in how much I was paying down on my debt. I would reverse engineer what I wanted to happen. So I would put in how much debt I wanted to pay off. And then the money that was left over is what I needed to live on. Girl you gonna have to make work. What are, you need to pay off this much money. So what happens is that people will say, okay, well I make this much money and they'll send whatever extra is to the debt or they'll save whatever extra is left. Mm. But it's like, the extra might be nothing if you haven't outlined what it is that you want to to see happen first, you know what I mean? Yeah. So I plunged myself to live on whatever was extra. And I sent whatever I wanted my, when I got paid, Whatever debt thing, I'm sending the debt payment first. And then it's like, okay, we gonna have to figure out what's what's left in the budget. Right. I mean, obviously I made sure my bills were paid and whatnot. And I, I ended up moving in with my best friend who was really gracious and allowed me to become um, her roommate for a portion of time on my debt-free journey. So that reduced my monthly expenses. But it's like, what are you willing to do to rearrange your life and create uh, an environment temporarily so that you're able to win in the long term. Now I'm telling y'all, I told you I'm borderline bougie, making it rain at Whole Foods. Like I want to eat well. I want to be able to get massages. I want to be able to fly first class. Like I want to be able to make it rain at Fashion Nova. House of CB, I like. Okay. Those dresses are like one, two, three hundred $300 a piece. And so, you know, the temporary time that I spent really focused and disciplined and honestly like if i showed you my room it's quite minimal and so you said you know how is it that you're able to stay focused is that i kept distractions for the most part out of my environment so i Mm. was on a journey of minimalism now minimalism looks different for everyone but then it's that you really address like is life about things or is life about something else Life is about your connections. Life is about being spiritually aligned. Life is about understanding who you are and what your purpose is on the planet. Like understanding my why was really helpful. And then like I said, I've had practice. So I taught personal growth and development for five years at the University of Nevada, Las Vegas, you know, before in the process of this debt free journey. So I know psychologically and behaviorally what it takes to create a plan and follow through with it. But it really has to come down to what's your intention and what's your why behind what you're doing and then reminding yourself of that why because we forget. So every day we wake up and we get pulled into social media and into drama and there's notifications on your phone and your boss has sent you 10 emails. And so people don't even take enough time in the morning to give themselves the space to fortify and put their armor on before they go out into the war. And then they wonder at the end of the day while they come home cut up and sad and confused and stressed and overwhelmed and and mad whatever it's because you didn't you didn't go into the world with your armor on you went out you left your house naked essentially and you're wondering why you came back beat up you know so it was really having rituals practices routines in place that kept me laser focused now I have a certain personality style okay that will lend to this being for it to have been easier for me then it might be for someone else with a different personality style. I didn't really have any accountability people in the journey. It was me. So, but that's why I decided to do this work so that I can help hold other people accountable because I wouldn't suggest that you do it by yourself. Um, it's just, it's it's much harder to try to do by yourself. I have a certain type of personality that's like, when I see something that I want, I'm going to get it. Like it's going to happen. I get tunnel vision. So that's just my personality style, but, um, everyone can create the same results. They just might need different things to help them. So I had to write on a daily basis. I was listening to things on a daily basis. I had to meditate. I had to make sure I was sleeping, practicing self-care, working out, because if I got sick, I'm not going to be able to go to work. If I'm not going to work, I'm not making money. If I'm not making money, I can't pay off my debt. So my self-care my spiritual care had to go, go up as far as a priority so that I can continue to perform at a high level.
1: Man, uh, we're going to have to get like a tip jar and then an application so that people can spend money because this is, this is what people learn in their like 40s, in their 50s, right. like in their late 30s, you know, like some people in their 60s, you know, they start understanding these principles. and. What you just said within the last 10 to 15 minutes, there's so much to unpack in it. Oh my God, where did we start from? Okay, let's do this, right? Now, you talked about self-care, you talked about meditation, you talked about rituals, because one thing I've always noticed the successful people is that they have these practices, they have a routine, they have rituals that they use to program their mind so that they can achieve certain goals that they want in life. So, break down some of your um, routines or rituals that you use to help you really pinpoint where you want it to go because a lot of times, and what you said, people just go out into the world naked, that's so true, and then they come back later on, beaten up, bruised, cut up, and then they they don't have that right. energy. They don't have the spiritual energy to really shape their destiny and say that, you know, this is what it is. Or even after you get off work, to work on what your dream, what your future mm-hmm. is. But what were some of the things that you did, you know, to be able to cultivate that kind of atmosphere?
0: Yeah, so I would... So I guess on a daily basis, I would do a a variety of these things. Not every day would I do all of these things, but I'll do my best to do as many of them as I could. Um, we know that people who are successful have strong morning routines, right? But your morning routine, you set up for the night before it's your night routine. That's going to set you up for your morning. Um, and that's what I started learning how to do. And we teach what we most need to learn. So I can sit here and tell you all this stuff, but it's because of my experience that I can share, you know, what's been helpful. It's because I typically don't wake up excited, to be honest with you. (laughs) I don't wake up excited. I don't wake up like, yeah, let's Let's do this I actually wake up like eh, can I go back to sleep like I really do this um, that's how oh, I went but I, nice. <laughs> but I have to snap myself out of that place right I well I guess it first starts with awareness how aware are you of yourself because we have like 70 to 90 thousand thoughts in a day the issue is that mm-hmm. most people have 70 to 90 thousand negative thoughts that are on repeat from the, from last year, from when you were 10 and somebody told you that you were not going to be amount to anything. So you're still five, 10, 15 years later, thinking about what someone said when you were 16 and replaying that same thought in your brain now. Right. So at night, when I realized I woke up and I didn't wake up grateful and I didn't wake up excited and I didn't wake up, you know, enthusiastic at night, I would go into my sleep and prepare my sleep. There's a certain um, meditation and a certain way of thinking before I would go to sleep that I would do, and I would essentially set my sleep up to support me waking up the way that I wanted to. So I would pray over my sleep. I would say I'm. I would say th- the things that I was grateful for in the day, and I would then think. I'm really excited for my sleep to energize me and refuel me, allow me to wake up refreshed and grateful and excited about the day. So I would pray over my sleep because you're marinating while you're in your sleep, you're processing, you're healing while you're in your sleep, right? There's a lot that's going on while you're in that state. And so then I would notice that when I would do that, I would wake up feeling differently at least I can catch myself sooner than not. But sometimes I would wake up and I I would wake up the way that I said I was going to feel, right? And so then if I wake up and I can, as soon as in the day as possible, become aware of my thoughts and then start speaking to myself instead of listening to myself, then I would have a better opportunity to win the morning. And when you win the morning, you win the day. When you win the day, you win in life. So I would... Be in my bed. I whenever I wake up and I'm like, man, I'm gonna go back to sleep. Like, but you get to get up today and you get to do this, and that. You get to, you know what I mean. Now my life is much better. I'm a full time entrepreneur. I do what I want. I live, my, you know what I mean. So it's even better yeah. now. Before it was like, if you're waking up and you have to go to a job, I would journal and in my journaling I would say, I'm excited to go to work to serve my community even though what I wanted was to keep driving past my job when I got there because I didn't I didn't like it, right? But you're in that season for a reason. So you have to recognize, okay, well, what is it I'm doing in this season? How is it that I'm supposed to serve here so that I can serve somewhere else later on? And seeing everything as a blessing and something to be grateful for and that you get to do this thing because best believe someone else didn't wake up today. Someone else, you know, is in a very different circumstance than you. And it's not to compare, but it's to, to shift into presence. So I would journal. Um, I would pray. I would listen to at least one video. That's like five, 10, 15, 20 minutes of just information that boosted me up for the day. So it might've been Eric Thomas. It might've been Les Brown. It might've been TD Jakes. It might've been, you know, whoever I needed to hear that day. Um, and then I would have playlists. So I had like, I think I had like a deck free, free journey playlist on my phone because music can help you shift. Right. So I think there was like Big Sean on there. Uh, it was a little bit of some, some different things that, that helped me to say like, yeah, this is what I'm working toward. You know what I mean? Um, and what else did I do? in the morning, made sure that I was drinking water, made sure that I was Mm.
1: focusing
0: on my wellness in some way, shape or form. If that was, I think at that time I was working out at night but it might've been just like checking in with my body so that I had a baseline of where I was at so that as I went through the day, I could cater to myself if that made sense. So if I know that I'm feeling a little less ener- energetic that day, then how can I be kind and compassionate to myself so that I can have more ease? And so I would notice that when I would journal, when I would s- pray over my sleep, when I would script the day, like I'm excited about today because I'm one step closer to hitting my goals. On a daily basis, I would write down, I'm debt-free and living my best life. Um, and I share, this, I share those those pictures from my journal in 2018. Right Um, now, and at that time, I was still in debt, but I was saying I'm debt free. I was claiming it in the moment. So people will script towards the future, and that's going to mean that you're always striving. You have to claim what you want in the moment as you are now, and you continue to pull that thing towards you as opposed to continuing to strive to get to a place, if that makes sense. So, that's how I would work with my brain, doing affirmations, um, speaking to myself instead of listening to myself. Because if you listen to yourself, you're kind of negative, you know, you listen to yourself, you've kind of beating yourself up, you know, you listen to (laughs) yourself, you out here saying some real disrespectful things that you would not say out loud to another person that you would not be okay with someone saying to your best friend to your kid to your mom or to your dad or whatever the case may be so it's that you need to stop listening to yourself and you need to start talking to yourself and say just you're not being honest right now you're making excuses for why you can't go to the gym you can go you got energy to do something you maybe have to change the plan but you can go and you can walk on the treadmill you can you can do this you can do do that. So it's really about being honest with yourself, and it's also about um, speaking to yourself instead of listening to yourself.
1: This is this is so real. I'm loving all of this because this is not sugar at all. This is straight to the point. This is what is going to help people build families. This is building generational wealth. This is building legacies, and this is what it entails. This is what it compromises. This is what it's made out of and it's so fascinating to hear how you talked about the power of manifestation you know of speaking things into existence because you listened to you called it your death free yeah. playlist you're listening to the eric thomas the td jakes and these people are vibrating on an extremely positive level you know and th- their attention is to empower people and you're writing in the journal and you're you're just doing everything to get, like, cultivate your conditioning, your, your mind, your body, your, your mental state to be in that area whereby I'm death-free. I'm living my best life. Like At this point, like I'm living my best life. And to see the universe say, okay, yeah, let's begin to rearrange things so that what you're seeing, it is true. Now, one thing that is kind of interesting is like, it seems like yeah extremely well read. like you read do you read a lot of books
0: uh i i guess so i probably read more than the average person i don't read as many as i would like but i probably i'm consuming a lot of content on a daily basis yes <laughs> meaningful content meaningful powerful content on a daily basis yes
1: awesome i think at this point it's kind of interesting but we all are. Think about like the internet, the media, social media, like virtual reality, like at this point, like they've made technology to the point whereby it's almost impossible not to be consuming some type of um, content. And I forgot the saying, but the content you consume becomes you, you know, like whatever you consume will eventually become who you are. Um, Now, as you went in this journey, right? One thing I was really, really wanting to ask you is that that depth is clear. You got that off you. What opportunities did that open up for you? Like once that was off your shoulders and you had, you know, successfully gone through that, what were the things that were rising up, things that were like, hey, Jassant, this might be a great opportunity for you to get into or things that were calling your name?
0: Yeah, I think that when you start to create a cycle of abundance in your life and allow for things to flow naturally, that doors open in, in so many directions in so many ways that you never could have predicted. Um, and so, you know, after paying the debt off, obviously I knew Now the journey is like, is the wealth building. Now debt payoff is a part of the wealth building journey. um, But it's like clearing things out so that you can start building and stacking, if that makes sense. So... What you realize is like, oh my gosh, there's so much that I don't know, right? So I'm t- an expert at getting people out of debt. I know how to help people get on a plan and stick to it. Um, but I'm like a baby. I'm a novice when it comes to investing. And so now it's like, okay, now I have a whole new realm. You know, if I have my PhD in debt payoff, I'm like in kindergarten when it comes to investing. And so now it's like, I'm at the bottom of a new staircase that I have to climb, which I feel find exciting. So some people would be like overwhelmed. So I find challenges. I find, you know, um, new things to learn as exciting. And I'm excited to learn how I can start building wealth and how that might look in different ways. So the opportunities have been, well, do I still want to work for someone else? I always knew I got authority issues. So I always knew I didn't want to work for somebody else. Okay. But you know, it's like, Oh, I have removed all of the obstacles that I thought were in the way of me being able to do what I want. And it's like, now, like the thing that you were talking about, this is it, this is that place, you know? So, you know, I left my, my nine to five uh, at, in January earlier this year in, in my own business. I thought I was gonna be building my private practice. So I own a couple of different businesses actually um, which I am still building my private practice, but because of my journey, a whole business has come into fruition, which I had not predicted. I did not know that that was going to be the case because I started my debt-free journey selfishly, you know, because I'm borderline bougie. And then I, I realized that other people were getting results, replicating some of what I did in their own life, in their own story. Mm. And so it was like, okay, how do I amplify this and help more people to be able to, uh, shift into reality and into, uh, the clarity of going after what they truly want in life. And so what is beneath, you know, people helping people get in control of their money is really a deep desire to help anyone who has a vision of their life where they are liberated and free to move about the world the way they want to. They want to travel. They have a business that they want to start growing scale. They have a family that they want to be able to spend time with. They want to, you know, create new generational, um, ways of being in their new cycles, as opposed to the cycles that they've been been through before. They want to understand financial literacy. They want to have an impact in the world. These are the people that, you know, are attracted to me, right? Because I'm on my, as much as I possibly can, exuding possibility and exuding abundance and exuding, you know, the, the idea that what you want and what you see in your mind as your greatest life is possible for you. Um, because I'm on my journey of continually unfolding that in my own life. And so it's like, how can I grow that and make it bigger? So, you know, I do have, a a, an online community where we can have, where we have members that, Are held accountable, but it's Wealth and Wellness University. So it's not just about the money piece. A lot of the times, when we talk about money, people are, are disregarding the the mental health and the emotional aspect of things. So it's both wealth and wellness where you're focusing on your personal growth and your personal finance at the same time in a space where there's other people like you running toward their dreams. And the, the journey is not pretty. It's tough. You know, I, <laughs> we were our monthly theme because we have monthly themes. Our monthly theme in February was fear. And everyone's like, oh man, just since Seriously, and like, well, we got to talk about it. And they're like, oh man, but it's, they know it's good for them. I didn't want to talk about it either because I'm like, oh, I have my own fears that I'm working on, you know? Um, But for us to be able to recognize that the journey is messy and it's okay for you to be a mess with us, you don't have to be perfect. You don't have to have it all together. You don't have, it doesn't have to be a pretty picture with a bow because so many people are perfectionists, right? Um, It's okay to say, cool, you know, I'm in the mess of my journey right now. And the thing is that people love in other people's story, the mess. When I tell people like, I got divorced while I was in grad school to be a marriage and family therapist. That's pretty much a hot mess. You know what I mean? People are like, Oh, that's crazy. And I tell people, my dad died months later after, you know, starting to file for divorce. They're like, Oh my gosh, wow. That's crazy. And they hear that. And they're like, Whoa, that's amazing that you experienced that and you were able to continue to go. But it was years between the time 2014. Okay. From 2014 to 2017, I was a hot mess and I was struggling. But people are like, oh my gosh, wow, that's crazy. From 2017 to 2020, I was paying off debt and I was focused, right? So people hear my story in an instant and they're like, whoa, that's amazing. But my life has been years and years and years in the making to get to this place. But what they love in my story is what they hate in their own story. When you're on the hamster wheel in your own story, you're like, can we skip this part? Can we, you know what I mean? Like, I don't I don't want to, yeah. this is hard. I don't want to do this. This is a struggle. This is the part of your story that's going to change someone else's life later down the line. And that's why you've Ooh. been given challenge. That's why you've been given the opportunity to grow through whatever that thing is because you think your life is about you. It's not. Your life is about how you are intricately connected to other people's lives as well. And that is if we are able to understand that and contribute to the world, however we feel we've been called to, that's going to be the story that you tell later. That's going to transform your community and transform your family and transform the world if we all were to do that. So, um, yeah. <laughs>
1: wow. this is, It's so amazing to... How did... How did that come, that wanting to help other people kind of break out of the confines of what society, because when you talk, not only is it powerful, but I can hear the Dave Ramsey's within your voice. I can hear the E.T. within your voice. I can hear the TVJ. I can hear so many powerful people, you know, within you, but also like when you said that February was, you know, fear and people are like, yo, come on now, like any other thing but fear and you were like no, no 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 fear like we gotta talk about it because and even the other point like what they love in your story is the mess that they kind of like yo can we fast forward through this real quick a lot of people are afraid to put their mess out there for fear of judgment of fear of oh my god what is he gonna say about me what is she gonna say about me? I don't want them to know that i went through this that this happened to me but i think you are a prime example of hitting it out there and not only that but taking it flipping it to go from nine to five to now you self-employed and you're helping thousands and tens of thousands and millions one day and however many you know combat that um it's so fascinating because it doesn't like you said your story this is not about you because Look at the world we live in, you know, oh my God, look at me, look at me, look look what I have, I got to send you, I got the product, like, you don't have this, like, you know, and you see that, but what people don't realize is that there's hundreds of thousands, there's millions of people that are still struggling to get off the ground, Mm -hmm. and they're looking for somebody to help them get off the ground, they're looking for somebody, like you said, that has been through the mess that they could be like, oh my God, that's a hero right there because it's like a hero's journey. You know, the hero has to go through, you know, different battles. And talking about hero, you know, when people come to your money mindset, you know, your wealth and wellness online, university, you know, how do you how do you like when okay, let's say I enrolled my first day in, like what are some of the things that, you know, we go through step by step to kind of get me to that desired outcome.
0: Yes. Yeah, so actually I'm on, I'm in the process of, um, revamping my online community. And I did a year ago for the first time, a challenge, um, that turned into my signature course, which is the money mindset makeover. So now what I've done is that when someone joins my community, they automatically get the money mindset makeover. And that's a six week course that's going to help them address and transform their money mindset, where we talk about the foundation for financial success. We talk about mindset, we talk about um, budgeting and saving and how to make more money and also motivation, right? Because sometimes you have a goal, but it's like, how do you keep going? Right. Um, And so I talk about all of those things. So they're getting the information with the accountability. And that is a powerful combination of things, especially when it's me because I'm me. So I'm really good. <laughs> my community is intimate and I'm in your life. I think it's doing life together is the point of my community because life ha- is happening on a daily basis. So there are people in there sharing their wins and sharing their struggles and sharing how, you know, they hit a roadblock or that they are working through things. And, and so I think that the environment and the culture of the community is really sound. Um, it's like, it's like having a whole community of different versions of me's. Wow. So if you don't have, if you don't, have in your life unfortunately sometimes it's people that um are strangers that will support you more than your own family and friends so our community is is a a community of people who started off as strangers that become family but that are all backing you and cheering you on and, and, and essentially supporting you, um, and checking in with you and things like that. So, you know, it's, it's not just thing. I don't even have a Facebook group. Cause I'm like, I, I hate Facebook, but, um, <laughs> but it, our community is one where it's oh, just support from me, but it's support from the entire tribe. And I call everyone, my tribe, I'm African. Okay. So I'm collective. I come from a collective culture. So, um, it's, it's that when you're in a tribe, there could be, thousands and thousands and thousands of people in a tribe, right? I come from the Baganda tribe, and that's a huge tribe. But then there's a clan. So the people on my Instagram are part of my tribe. We know each other generally. If you feel drawn by my information and what I share, we're family. But the people that are in the community, now they're part of the clan. Your clan is your close family, So they go from being in the tribe, maybe on Instagram, hearing me on a podcast or like, oh, she's cool or whatever. But when you join, some people would call it an inner circle. Some people would call it, you know, whatever the case may be. It's our, we're we're a, a clan, we're closer, we're a family. And so it's literally that we're doing life together. We're keeping up with each other. We're encouraging one another. We're also honest with each other. So if you ask for feedback, we're going to be honest with you, but with compassion. With grace, with love to help you recognize, are you being honest with yourself? Are you being authentic? Are you being, you know, um kind? Uh, or are you gonna getting tripped up within an illusion that you've created or that you're that you're you know, seeing in the world that you've kind of allowed yourself to become um, a part of? And so I think that it's transformative in that way that you get aggressive support from us. Plus the information that's helped people save, you know, five hundred, a thousand dollars, seven hundred dollars just in the first 30 days and be able to change their mindset around not just money, but their wellness and what they want to see happen in the world and how they want to create change in their family. You know? Yeah.
1: And it's so interesting because. I think this question, you know, like that's good karma that you're you're paying back into yourself because it's one thing to get paid for a service. You know, you're selling somebody a hairpiece or jewelry or, you know, lipstick or game set or whatever. But it's a different thing to get paid to positively impact somebody's life. Whereby you're bettering them, you're making them more equipped for the future and they can pass on that mindset to their children and their children's children mm-hmm. pass on that mindset, how does that feel?
0: It's amazing. It's really, it really, man, it's, if I talk about it a lot, then it'll real, it'll make me emotional. But, um, because we keep up with each other, we get to see the progression of what that looks like in their life. So people that I had through the course a year ago, right. We're still in contact. We're still in communication and they are doing these things in their life. So one of the people, you know, Sophia, she started the, the challenge with me a year ago and then she, saved a thousand dollars in a month and was laid off in March because of the pandemic. And so Mm -hmm. she, that was a thousand dollars that she wouldn't have otherwise had while she was laid off because she decided to focus on her on her finance journey. And she hasn't gone back to work yet. She's, she's always wanted to have her, her business, which is chocolates. Lurie sweets is who she is on Instagram. And now that's what she does. She's running her chocolates business during a pandemic growing her business, Ariel started her her journey with us a year ago and did the challenge and she saved $500 in, in less than a 30 days, I think. And she was laid off the next month and she ended up getting pregnant, just had her first kid, transformed her money mindset and the way that she sees the world. And now is working toward, you know, designing the life of her dreams at home, enjoying, you know, the time that she has with her kid. She got laid off and started making more money than she was making before. So sometimes, you start a journey that feels like doors are being closed but really it's god opening doors that you didn't mm. see that were there so it's really important to understand like that's why it's like it's 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 difficult to even talk about because it's just so it's so deep and these are just a couple of the stories of the many people who have joined the tribe and have been transforming their lives and they're not they're not investing in me or the community they're investing in themselves with me and with the community. So it's really how much are you investing in yourself? Now, people have a, that's a mindset thing right there. People will go and buy a, a bag or go to Fashion Nova or go get these lashes or go get these wigs or go whatever. But are you investing in yourself, in your mind? Are you upgrading your mind as much as you're upgrading your body and upgrading, you know, your phone and upgrading your car and upgrading, you know, where you're living at and what trips you're going on? That's the question. Because most people don't have a practice or a habit of upgrading their minds the way that they upgrade the things outside of themselves. Man,
1: I'm so, like, this is probably one of the best interviews I've had. Um, I feel like you, you're like the black female Jesus. And <laughs> like, you just like, you just like come to me. All that are lost, all that are broken, all that are in depth, all that are trying to get it right, all that are trying to get their mindset right. And you just like come, let's go. Girl, hold my hand, girl, let's go let's go and that's what makes the billionaires that's what makes the multi-millionaires when you look at the Coach Storms you look at the Dave Ramses you look at the Anthony O'Neills, you look at the ETs you look at the Susie Ormans you know you look at um, the Lynn Richardsons. you look at they tech, they, they led people on a the journey they're a part of a movement you know they're a part of healing positivity of helping people upgrade themselves and why because they stand as a point that people can gravitate towards. You know, because a lot of people could be like, well, she went through that. I'm in a similar situation. I'm drawn to her. I'm attracted to her. I want to bring my family to this because I know my intention is that on the other end of this, we're going to be in a better off position mentally, financially, physically. And so that's awesome because What's the meaning of life, if not for things of that nature?
0: Mm-hmm, exactly.
1: You know, so, man, as we, you know, i we begin to wrap up the podcast, you know, it's interesting to, how did you learn about the tribe and the clan and, like, building the community and entrepreneur, like, was these from the podcast and the different people or, like, to be able, that's one thing to get yourself out of debt, but then to be, like, transform it and, like, amalgamate a business. That's a whole other thing right there. So I mean, I'm I'm kind of mind blown at this point. But like, how did that work? Fed your spirit to manifest that?
0: Yeah, I mean, there's two pieces to it, right? So there's the piece where um, I I seek to help people who are in a previous stage of where I have been to create whatever transformation they want to have in their life financially and and in their money mindset with the accountability um, group and my membership. But then there's also now I'm shifting into a phase where I'm helping um, mainly other women, other Black women, to be able to start growing, scale their service-based businesses. Because I've been in business for years now. I actually came from an entrepreneurial family. To me, entrepreneurialism is the original way of being. So if we think back years ago, how did people say that again? Say that again. Entrepreneurialism is the original. uh, The original. Economic um, engine is that people traded and bartered services and products, and that's how they acquired whatever they needed, um, as far as currency, whether it was food or or clothing or shelter or you know something being done. And so, I'm African. Hello. So when you go to Africa, what do you see? You see a whole bunch of entrepreneurs. When you go to Jamaica, you go to the. I have
1: this for sale. I have this for sale. Okay. How much? No, no, no. I can't do it like that. So you must.
0: So I'm teaching people now ancestral ways of being. This isn't anything that's new. It's already in us. It's already innate. It's how do we tap into and remember and refine that process of returning to our original way of being. Now, entrepreneurialism isn't it for everybody. Not everybody wants to be an entrepreneur, but I think everyone needs to embrace an entrepreneurial spirit. Even if you work at a nine to five, you should still embrace an entrepreneurial spirit within that place because it will set you apart. That's how you're going to get Race. That's how you're going to get promoted. That's how you're going to start running the place at some point. Um, and so I think that it comes from, it's, I do come from an entrepreneurial family. My dad, uh, was educated in, in Uganda, but then came to the States. A lot of first generation people experience it and your degree doesn't transfer. So he had to reinvent himself in coming to the States and create a whole new way of being. So he created a janitorial business from the ground up. And so, Um, As an adult, I'm hearing more and more stories of my family members who are um, entrepreneurs, you know, in Uganda. And I'm like, oh, that's kind of where it comes from. I've always been a hustler. Like I've always been a person that knew how to negotiate, a person that knew how to, you know, um, sell something or to serve someone. So it's not about being salesy or selling things. It's about your level of service. So what I say is like, no one has better customer service than me. When you come to see me on Instagram, which I hope you do at Just Sense Gems, I'm probably gonna greet you before you ever greet me on my Instagram, unless Instagram is playing hot mess games and won't let me DM you. I'm going to greet you because I treat my internet space like my house. So you're coming to my house. I'm going to say, hi, I'm going to say, well, what do you need while you're here? Let me help you with that. Let me point you oh. in the
1: direction
0: of what's going to support you in getting to where you want to be. And so now I shift, I shift into helping people to get on a financial plan to win with money by holding them accountable in our monthly membership. And I'm also teaching women that look like me how to tap into their innate entrepreneurial skills so that they can increase their income and design the life of their dreams. So you can have a maternity leave that's however long you want it to be so that you can be able to travel the world borderline bougie like me so that you can be able to, you know, not have to ask someone else for your own time off. Or to have to deal with a hostile work environment, you know, where you where it's toxic and your coworkers and your boss are, you know, reckless and talking crazy to you every other day. You know what I mean? So it's 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 deep. <laughs> it's, it's deep for me, and I get to share the energy with other people to help them to find whatever's deep for them, so that they can serve in the world and live on purpose. And everybody wants to feel like they are living on purpose. Everybody. Right.
1: I think the number, uh, Doctor Miles Monroe, who I. Absolutely love He said The number one thing That's common Amongst all human beings Is that all human beings Want to succeed in life Mm -hmm. You'll never meet A human being That's like Nah I'm trying to fail man Right Trying to be like The the dusty bomb On the corner Um, One thing You know That is really Really I can't wait First of all Let me just Speed this into existence I can't wait To see you On the cover of the magazine I cannot wait To see you In the building The skyscraper I can't wait For that to manifest because I love how multi-tiered you are and like how you're growing that you're just not stopping with, okay, I got myself out of You're like, Mm-mm, I can help others get themselves out of that. Okay, I built a business. Out. I can help others build a business out of whatever it is that they're passionate about, whatever it is. And I think that's also going to help because when you're dealing with entrepreneurs or you're dealing with people that have that entrepreneurial spirit that you're trying to help groom them or pull it of them, it helps you become a better entrepreneur it helps you bring out more qualities of an entrepreneur you become more sharp more concise you know? and you never know what kind of partnerships can be built from that is that so that's super amazing but look we're at the we're at the point where the, the final wrap up but you know let the people know where they can find you where they can get the course of course i'm gonna drop all the links uh, podcast is going everywhere. Google, YouTube is going to you know all the podcast directories. But yeah, just let them know where they can find you. Like you know the best way to get in contact with you. Um,
0: yeah, yeah. So I am most active on Instagram. That's just sense gems, Jacents Gems. J A C E N T S Gems. G E M S. And that's the name of my podcast, Jacents Gems, where I talk weekly with. Uh, guests that look like me, women who are business owners and entrepreneurs, um, you know, who were able to start crafting their own life um, so that we can hear their stories as well as other tips and tricks that have to do with um, money management and paying off your debt, building wealth um, and relationships because I am a licensed marriage and family therapist as well. And yes, shoot me a DM if you come over to Instagram. I'll probably greet you first, but don't come to my house and not Say hello. That's disrespectful. So if you come over to my Instagram, say hi, she, like send me a comment or something, so that we can connect and chat and figure out how to help you hit your goals this year. But I just truly appreciate you for you know hosting me and and allowing us to have this conversation, one that a lot of people tried to avoid. You are running toward it and creating space for people to have these transformations by listening to your show. So thank you so much.
1: Nah, thank you for being you and the actions that you took. To not only be who you are today, but the actions you're going to take to become, you know, what God has destined for you, you know, is the destiny. So, you know, I think anybody that sees or hears of this story, immediately they're like, this is inspirational. This is motivational. This is, I think you pay attention to this. Like, you know, we need to put you more on that pedestal put you more so that we can draw more people that may be in the corner, that may be in the shadows that may be suffering, that may be like, you know what, nobody really cares to hear or to help with what I'm going through because American society is like, get this money get this money, like hustle, hustle hustle, like step on people, just go get it, go get the bag, go get the bag but to see somebody that is thinking in terms of, oh no, 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 no let me help her let, let me help him let me, let's let's all get to the bag together that's that's yeah.
0: my and that's I mean there's an African proverb you know as we wrap up here if you want to go fast go alone if you want to go far go together
1: definitely 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 and my masterminders until next time don't forget hey look if you're out there and you're saying to yourself like yo I need to get my finances correct heck man I'm about to hop in man this is is so awesome man like look come to this thing you just heard the podcast with her on it she's real she's telling you the story she's not oh my god like i just got a million dollars from my pops and you know he was just no this is a breakdown of look i was a hot mess i pulled myself out of that and this is what i did and if you're looking for that help too as well i'm gonna drop all the links make sure you go check out her instagram and like she said you come to her house better say what's up all right masterminders until next time hey i appreciate you for listening to the mastermind your life podcast again don't forget to follow me on instagram t-o-l-u dot o-w-o-y-e-m-i and blow up my inbox man i need to hear your suggestions feedback people i need to interview next topics i need to cover again i appreciate all y'all and while you're at it you might as well go to apple and drop that review let's get it